Welcome to the Crap Beer Cast. I'm Josh. That's Jeff. Hey guys, what's happening? What's up, Wells? Hey Jeff, how are you doing? I'm doing good, man. Awesome. You just you and you talk for a while. Nobody mm-hmm. else. It's just me. And you. Yeah, it's just me, you, and Josh. And oh, Ryan's still here. Oh wait, hey, Ryan's still here. Hey, Ryan's hey, still hey. here. I left. I lived my life for a week, and then I returned for a show tape. That's right. Yeah, that's right. That's what we do. Yes, I'll dare you. Exactly. Yes. The we problem, record these separate the, weeks. Don't so tell me the last week of my life didn't happen. The problem is the lock on the door is on the outside, not on the inside, so it's really hard for us to lock you out. Oh, oh. Ooh, I got an angry dog out there. I can hear. What? I know. No. Angry dog? What's new? Uh, so, I guess, just to lift the veil, it's football weekend, and that's going to be fun. Like... Tomorrow is going to be a bunch of banging ass games, and I'm very excited for it. Awesome. I mean, there's like eight playoff spots up, so that's fucking cool. That'll make it exciting. Yeah, with my team being eliminated from playoff. Oh, mine was some time ago. It's kind of so like, was mine. It's a I really don't care. <laughs> mine was too. Mine was too. It's okay. And Jeff is team is now on the outside looking in, hoping yeah. things work out. You know, if only they got to have to lead against Pittsburgh. Yeah. Right? Of course, they're playing like Little Sisters of the Poor this week, I think. Oh, no, it's Jacksonville. Little Sisters of the Poor. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you know what's funny is <clears throat> I, I, just crazy conspiracy theories, because, you know, I don't like to fucking do show or do the stories until the music's done. I'm pretty sure Clemson tanked last night, so Trevor Lawrence didn't have to go to Jacksonville. I think he's going to return for another year. Because Jacksonville has got the number one pick. That would be incredible. Oh, yeah, but now Justin feels it so good, maybe they don't care. Yeah. Okay, cool. I saw one of my favorite memes uh, of this was uh, Trevor Lawrence's head photoshopped onto that guy that got socked with the twisted T. And the guy that ended up swinging the twisted T had an Ohio State helmet. I'm like, oh, that's just good. (laughs) (laughs) That's just good. I know. I kind of want a twisted T now. Mm. Preferably in a glass and not upside my head. <laughs> Six of one. I'm, well, I'm not a. I'm not a piece of shit. So. Wait, what? What? No, 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 no. no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Official Official sources, sources. Come on. Official sources have cited this as in, uh, well, incorrect and misleading. Well, yeah, reflect that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, well, what's uh, going on with? Um, I can't even have. What, what's what's going on with New Zealand hops? Yeah, there we go. Not a whole bunch. Well, why and, not? A massive hailstorm tore through uh, New Zealand in one of their hop-growing regions, and boy, oh boy, when I read like a lot of the varieties that this will impact for, you know, this year's harvest, mm-hmm. you know, say goodbye to some of your favorites like Motueka or Nelson Salvine or, I mean, just <laughs> all the ones that I butcher whenever I try to describe. Them exactly. Online. If I mispronounce it and it comes from there. I love it, and there's... Which means, like, Galaxy is probably fine. Yes. <laughs> oh, no, are Hazy IPAs going to get really expensive now? What do you mean? Hazy? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they have been. But you can't make a Hazy IPA if you don't, with these hops, if there just aren't hops to make. Right. right. So, I mean, looking at That's these the pictures... They're, they're already, like, $19 a four-pack. I'm like, oh, no, are Hazy IPAs going to get pricey? <laughs> it's like, you know, looking at these pictures, it's just, like, absolute destruction. Uh, yeah, that, that that's not good. So this year is pretty much a wash for Hell a no. lot of the New Zealand, uh, you know, hop industry. And, you know, here's to hoping that they can rebound and, you know, whatever. That I mean, they were supposed to, you know, their harvest time is over there in March, which is, you know, backwards or upside down for us. Right. So, yeah. Their hops grow in the opposite direction. 
Well, I, it, I did. It, want, I do wonder if they would would grow counterclockwise instead of clockwise up the. If vine. they flush them, they go in the uh, <laughs> concentric. Yeah. Whenever you drain your tanks, yes, it yeah. drains in the opposite direction. And, oh. and just to make sure that everybody's aware, hops are bought typically on futures, right? Yeah. So I am buying. If I'm a brewery, I'm not just off the shelf buying hops. Yes. Typically, you're, I you're am not. buying a year in advance, if not more. Yeah, you're not purchasing off of Amazon. Just right. Your cart. Yeah, this I'm not is, uh, going currently to currently out of stock. Not sure what. Yeah, I'm not going to Northern Brewer and buying a, a load of hops. I'm buying them from. I mean, you can you know buy things on the spot market if there's you know somebody that suddenly saw business sell, but they have or business go south, but they have a lot of hops that they just need to part with. Then you know you can buy them, but it's going to be at the market rate, not whatever you had you know locked in you know with your contract. So right. Uh, I mean. Th- the pictures, I mean, what it's going to be in our show notes, everything, you know, this article. Yeah. But it's, I mean, the hail has just stripped these binds absolutely bare. And you just hate to see it. As somebody that really loves, like, watching green things grow, uh, this, that sucks. It does. It does, absolutely. Speaking of things that suck. Yeah. So we talked about this last show with, we had some Charlotte breweries that were, or distillery, sorry, that were making hand sanitizer. What ended up happening okay. with all this? So this this is a yo-yo story, as in something really shitty happened, and then something good happened immediately afterwards. Yo, yo. So I had, I had posted the first story. They're, they're both from Reason Magazine. They're the, they're the uh, kind of the ones that broke the story wide open, that the uh, FDA was sending letters to... Uh, any sort of distillery that had uh, been making hand sanitizer saying, hey, cool, we are now classifying you as an over-the-counter drug producer. And the you, fuck? Exactly. And you owe us $14,600. So think about it in the early days of the pandemic when we were running out of hand sanitizer at a national level. And again, distilleries on the local level said, hey, we'll whip up a couple batches of this stuff for, you know, just local health. Right. Yeah. Suddenly we're getting hit with an unexpected out of the blue year end tax bill that days or within, I think a day maybe of this story dropping, uh, the FDA realized that this was a really fucking stupid idea and, uh, went back on their demand for $14,600. Yeah. Clerical error. Of course, you know, the, the, people that were in charge of writing the subtitles have been sacked kind of yes, situation. Like, but the people in charge of sacky just, people have been sacked. Isn't this just government 101, right? Like, well, technically, according to the bylaws, I'm required to. It's like not one bit of common sense is allowed into the picture. Not one bit of, well, but realistically, let's be honest here. This actually Intent. feels more like dealing with your cell phone carrier. Yeah, no, no. We're going to charge you the full price, but then we're going to discount it later. Yeah. So you're going to be really yeah, upset. Call us that's right. That's right. Yes. But that, that level of... I mean, I first read about this on Facebook, and as if I posted then, angry emoji doesn't begin to cover this. You know, here are people that really, no, like small companies that absolutely <laughs> stepped up and provided, you know, safety equipment. I mean, yeah. when I mean safety equipment, I mean like, you know, hand sanitizer by the hundreds of gallons to local hospitals, local first responders, the general public, like who the hell ever needed it. Yeah, and here they are being punished for doing the right thing, right? To the tune of fourteen thousand six hundred dollars. Like, yeah, it's fucking crazy. My ass. So I am so glad that 
that story snapped back the other way so fast. That's why I sent the original and the uh, reversal article because it's important to see, right? Yeah. Because, you know, it's easy for us. We get into the, you know, we, we pick up our articles. We talk about stuff. We have our hot takes. We get really upset about things. Not that we're going to change any of it. But it's nice to see sometimes that the wheels of justice are swift. And, yeah. you know, some of and, the stuff. And the that, outcry was so damn loud. Oh, I bet. I mean, for like, a second, it was just this, y'all, call your people like this is wrong. Yeah, this is fucked up. They tried to do something nice and they got in trouble for it. No kidding. The heck? I mean, to divert your... As they per- should. It's 2020. You don't do nice things. But it's <laughs> Everything like to, is hell. To, Get in line. To divert your production capacity, to bang out like hand sanitizer instead of something can really make you money. Yep. Like, come the fuck on. I am... Yeah. That thing had me livid. I agree. But I'm glad everything's okay now. Yeah. And everything's everything's copacetic now. Ugh. So I thought this would be fun to mm. do this last article. Mm. Oh, Christ. This is the 20 top IPAs. 25. Ranked, or 25 so first off, sorry. I don't even care whose website this is. It's wrong. Okay. No, well, I mean, because look, whether it is... Look, it has two hearted like eighth. It's it wrong. doesn't matter <laughs> whose list it is. These lists are put out as clickbait for us to click on because we like IPAs and for us to scream about because... How can they possibly put my favorite IPA as number 18? Right. What makes an IPA important? Like, if you want to say The Alchemist changed the game, if you want to say 90 Minute changed the game, Too Hearted, what makes an IPA, especially in this day and age, important? It's like saying the most 25 most important hamburgers in the country. Yeah. Well, everyone's got one. Yeah. And there's a, very, a varying quality. Yeah. So what makes one important? Or is it just... Strange phrase. Yeah. So, Jeff, what is the 25th? Oh, hey, I recognize this one. Uh, number 25, Pipeworks Ninja versus Unicorn. Uh, when I was in Chicago and got to tour Pipeworks, mm-hmm. they sent us home with some of those. Uh, that was my first ever train beer. Because, uh, you know, mass transit, taking the train from oh, downtown yeah. Chicago back to uh, Jason's Neck of the Woods. and. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, we just cracked one open on the on the train, and it was fantastic. So a train beer, like you started with one, and then like twelve more joined, something like that. Yeah, okay, uh, cool. or we had one, and then we had another one, and then we had another one. But I mean, yeah. you know, it is what it is. But uh, no, it was an excellent beer. All right, what's twenty four? Uh, fresh squeezed from Deschutes. Uh, man, I remember when that first popped out, and we all got like super excited about that. It was really good. I don't mind that argument too. Fresh squeeze of, of going more, let's go more citrus or IPAs instead of yeah. you know, bracingly resiny. Let's yeah. that, that, that's that that's a fair answer. It was I don't a, know what this is. Cerebral brewing, double dry hop, rare trade. I'm sure it's fine. There's a nine thousand of these in the market right now. Is it? But what's, what's important about it? And like, it's it, in Denver. It's, it's like it's like finally that poor beer starved city got a, a, a new style. What, what is important about that beer? You know, athletic brewing company. This is like the. Um, Non-alcoholic. There you go. Now, now we're talking, right? Well, here's my thing. How in the hell do you make it? Can nut? they call that the the freeway double IPA? Like, fuck you. Is that a double IPA or a double hop? See, it says non-alcoholic double hop IPA, so it's got okay, two cool. hops in it. Woo. One, two. Yeah. Okay. All right. That one's a stretch. Hudson Valley. A sour IPA. Sour IPA. Okay, I remember when that was a thing. Okay. Were they the first? Triple Crossing Falcon Smash. Had it. Love it. New England IPA. We're not saying these beers are not good or not good. 
But what is, again, the, the Not, articles, the most important IPAs. High Life, I'll, you know, we've talked about that. You know, that's one of those that was a big deal for a long time. It is a hard fading brand. It's it is. the least important beer that I think sucks on the shelves right now. Because it's still a good beer. I never liked it. That's why. And that's yeah. fine. I, like, I don't have a problem with that, but. 60 Minute, I mean, it's like a legacy vote, right? 18, number 18, Dogfish Head, 60 Minute IPA. Yeah, what's more important than Dogfish Head, 60 Minute? Let's scroll down. Double Jack from Firestone. Okay, okay. I'll give you that. Yeah, that, okay. one, that one counts. That, that's a good beer. Russian Plain Rivers, Pliny the, the Elder. Pliny the Elder at number 16. Yeah. Most important beers, most important IPAs, and you're going to put Pliny at 16. Too hard at 15. What? Yeah, that's... It should be one. <sighs> they should have just not it's numbered like, this. Somebody said Michael Jordan should win the MVP every year just because he was because the best player. Because Weldworks Brewing Company Juicy Bits... Is more important. ...is somehow more important. It's not. But it's the New England IPA of the hot Southwest. Hot Butcher for the World, Neon Green. But no one knows what this is. Yeah, I, I've had a couple Hot Butcher beers. They're, they're good, but I like, you know... Okay, Heady Topper. Heady Topper Blonde. Number 12. Did change the game a lot. Sure. Lagunitas IPA. I'll, I'll okay. give them that too. Sip of Sunshine. Sip of Sunshine sure. belongs. That's up in that list. Hill Farmstead Susan. I have not had Susan. You know, when I think of Hill Farmstead, I never think of their IPA. I don't either. I think of their mixed culture saisons and things. Yeah. Now you talk about Maine. Sure. Maine Beer Company. Yep. I'm thinking about, you know, lunch and dinner and all those, you know. Oh, whatever. bless. But dinner. you can get those. They sit on the shelf now. King Sue. From yeah. Toppling Goliath. That was one of my top fives. All right, fine. That belongs to. What's this? Great Notion Super Ripe. Really, I've been to Great Notion. It's it's okay. They're, they're, they're a sort of a hyper approved brewery. It was very okay. Okay. Not this beer, but everything I had, frankly. Which is kind of like, oh, okay. This is my absolute favorite at number five. Number five, New Belgium's Voodoo Ranger Imperial I Saved the company. Yeah. What do you what do you mean this is your absolute favorite? Like fuck off! Like that's oh, such a gotcha. bad beer. I do not like any of the voodoo shit that they have. But done. you have to think about the fact that New Belgium managed to pivot to being an IPA brewery. Yes, they did. And it actually saved Fat Tire too. They became like an approved brand in a lot of consumers' mind. New, New Belgium has five of the top twenty-five uh, grocery store beers right now. No shit. And Fat Tire is one of them, and it's way up. You don't, you don't wow. Have a, you don't have a brand that was dead. Oh New yeah. New Belgium managed to sort of pivot. It had this whole Voodoo Ranger line, mm-hmm. but you can still buy a new Belgium Trappist, you know, and Fat Tire and whatnot at the store, and they're actually doing quite well. They, 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 they completely reinvigorated and, frankly, probably saved the brand long term. So you, so in your honest opinion, you think Voodoo actually did save New Belgium? I, I think this should be higher, frankly. I think, I think it is a major In terms of importance. And if you look at what, what, what Sierra Nevada and New Belgium are doing nationwide, too, with, you know, with the price war. Like, you know, Lagunitas and Goose Island started it. Those guys are going to damn finish it because, you know, $14 12-packs of their IPAs. Yeah. Um, you know, mixed packs, variety packs, hazies. Hazy little thing, 14 bucks for a 12-pack with six-week-old dates. It's like the customer is being forced down a path. They might go, yeah, I like this one better, but it's $14 for a four-pack, and that's $14 for a 12-pack, or it's $18 for a four-pack, right? Um, yeah. That is the future of this market because, you know, Twenty-one dollar four packs, but you know this one's Galaxy Moana and whatever you said, and uh, and and that, and this <laughs> Moana, one's Moana, Moana Citra and Galaxy. Yeah. Moana Maui. That is not Nehe. the future of the market. That is not sustainable. That's not going to happen. It's going to be figuring out how to scale that style and make it something that that can be. And it, an, an it makes sense that you know Trillium is number four here with their Congress Street IPA, and I think we've had that on the show. You know. It is like it was a big deal at the time. It yep. still kind of is a big deal to get trillion beers. But to Ryan's point, like 
there is a very select market that is going after those expensive four packs. There is a much larger section of the market that's going for the suitcases at discount. If, if you want IPA to be an everyday, all day drinker, it, it, it ain't going to be, you know, Treehouse. It, no. it, it's going to be the Sierra Nevadas or the next brewery that figures out how to do it while still maintaining the cachet of like, we're a small craft brewery. Yeah. Kind of thing. What's number, number three? Number three, other halves, HDHC. Did we have this one? High density hop charge? No, we, we talked we have, about this last episode or a couple of episodes it ago. Was, it was several episodes ago about that high density hop charge thing and how it's trying to it's be like, a torpedo. like the new uh, sort of kind of, yeah. It, it's trying to be like the new DDH in terms of just complicated letters. But uh, this beer's more important than. Uh, well, but here's the thing. The most important IPA is like right now in that it's yeah, okay. brand spanking new and it's going to usher in a whole bunch of things that are going to be at the, in the 20 level. That beer is converting one fiftieth of people to IPAs than Bells and Sierra Nevada and all those guys are doing. Agreed. 100% there. Yeah. yeah. Number two, Treehouse Julius. Which made my top five. Real damn good beer. Yep. Real damn good beer, but... Uh, hey, and yo. then number one, Sierra Nevada's Hazy Little Finally Thing. Finally, we agree. Yeah. I Meanwhile, mean, look at that glass. I, I mean, look I think at that glass. That I think Ryan that, said that it. Push the style forward more than the rest of this combined. Yeah, I was going to say, and I think Ryan said it best when, you know, Sierra Nevada never. It's one of those breweries where I think sometimes we overlook them because it's Sierra Nevada. They've been around for 20 plus years and 30 plus. They're 30 plus? Okay. I know them. I've had them. Right, exactly. I this, There's nothing new. Like, it's, it's pale ale, it's torpedo. I know these beers. And yet they came out with this, and I was like, "Holy shit!" Yeah, how do you have a shelf stable hazy IPA that can ship? Yeah, like that far and wide, made in the East Coast and the West Coast, and still hit you know, like every market in the United States. Like that is unheard of. Yeah, and they fucking cracked the code with this beer. They did, hundred percent, which is why it's number one in terms of most important. Yeah, and like, it, it really most is important right now yep. because very much should be. But I feel like, again, going back to Ryan's point, Treehouse Julius, Trillium, like, they're important in terms of they got a style going in this particular direction. Yeah. Other half. But there's, like, there's too much, too many of them in the top ten. Well, look at the direction that IPAs in general are going these days. So. It's because everybody knows I can't be too hearted. Sure. Which is unusual. Or 16, 90 minute, or any of those beers that, that, that are, frankly, I, I still drink 90 minute. It's in my fridge right now. Yeah, until you can't get it anymore. Like, I just feel like at some point, Dogfish Head and some of that beer just disappears. Yeah. Yeah. I, and sadly, I think you're right with the Sam acquisition. Like, I think eventually you're, we're going to stop. Well, like, I'm going to be pissed if they drop 60. Uh, they are not making a. Th- think it's like 120 this year if i remember right who gives a shit yeah <laughs> move along well but, but my, my 60, point if anything, they're expanding 60s now in 12 packs of cans you can buy six pack bottles in the grocery store i mean 60s now the, the the fear that jeff mentioned that i agree with is 90 goes away and 60 becomes the the, the new ubiquitous and you only get 90 especially shops and it's all old distributor kind of thing Sorry, well and, and, and like i guess my point was like 120 going away what's next Hopefully 75, because that was a waste of time. Yeah. Uh-huh. Nobody really wanted that beer. No. <laughs> Nobody liked it. Like, right. re- remember, though, and I feel like it's probably in this, like, and I'll get to this in a, in a minute, but this, like, 2011 to 2013 window. This. 
right here up in these nuts right when it was like every so every month or so dogfish would have a big bomber that would a new bomber that would come out we'd all get excited it's the the grateful dead bomber made with oats or yeah, yeah remember no, that, that, that one the, that the, one the was, egyptian beer the, or or yeah. bitches brew yeah. or God, midas touch yeah. or yeah see i i love bitches brew Sangir, I loved yeah. uh, Midas Touch. Sati, Sati was okay, uh, but then they did like some wild ale collab with another brewery. They got really excited about, and then I oh, had Brooks. A, oh yeah, I hated that beer so much, <laughs> so much. And I tried like five times different years. Well, for the everything. time, like, it, was, it was expensive. Like but, but it kind of ties it ties all back in, right? Because you know, dogfish, you know, especially now as part of Sam, is probably going to be forced out of the more creative space, or they may get like you know two wild cards per year that they can do something creative, and everything else is going to be about volume. When are when's dogfish have going to brew their first hard tea or pivot I mean, to seltzer? When when are they going to start mass producing it? I'm sure it has already been done. It's probably been at the brew pub. Yeah. You know, and that's, it, it's, look, it's fine. Everybody dabbles, you know, everybody, people like to experiment sometimes. This isn't college, okay? Lord. <laughs> that was a podcast. It was just a phase. <laughs> Are we ready for break? Apparently so. All right. We'll be back in 30. time for buy don't buy pretty simple i'll explain how it works we've been drinking beer on the show we give it a simple one or a zero sometimes our listener donated sometimes one of us may bring something in and jeff actually brought something in special for my birthday well it's not your birthday anymore well no technically technically it's not not any longer so uh jeff first beer up uh first beer up wells brought us a bottle of triple c's brandy barrel soaked apple pie you're damn right i did it's a barrel aged sour ale um Man, this this smells in like the first taste is like 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 an apple cider, and then that barrel kicks in and good gravy. This is excellent. Um, I need more of this in my life. End of story. Big buy. But Wells doesn't like it, so he's a no buy. All right, Ryan, what oh, about you? Right. <laughs> right. Well, since John's over there puking actively at the mere mention of enjoying this beer, God, it's so rude. Oh, uh, I love this beer. Love it, love it, love it. And I love the the subtlety. It's not a enamel, enamel ripping sour. Um, it's not a bunch of adjunct that went in. It's pure barrel character. Um, just a clever as hell beer. They had three beers come out a couple weeks ago, and this was the one that I was kind of like, eh, the other two of them want for sure. This one I will just see. And this one was was, was my kind of my, my champion of uh, of a strong lot. So yeah, buy and I did do that in fact uh, a couple times now. So my where my mouth is. Well, John, is are you all right? Can you come back from the? I, other I really enjoyed the roasted and toasted they were uh, released on that uh, day, but the apple brandy barrel aging on this. You just take a base sour, you jam it inside apple brandy barrels for over two freaking years, <laughs> and then pull this beautiful thing out. I mean, them calling it a brandy-soaked apple pie is 
such a good play because it's got like a spiciness to it, but it's just sour base beer and apple brandy barrels, and it's fucking great. Anytime, and I, and I, I know we've said this before, but anytime I hear that Triple C has an apple brandy anything, I'm in. Yep. Hands down. End of story. I mean, really, anytime that I hear Triple C has a barrel aged anything. And that's okay, that's to be fair. But apple brandy is like my trigger word for Triple C or for anybody. Like, oh, you've got an apple brandy barrel aged? I don't really care. I'm just, I'm going. Yeah. I love that stuff. So massive, massive buy. Look for this on my 2021 year in review. I'm calling it right fucking now. All right. All right. Where are you? Not my jam at all. I know, because you don't like sours. Nope. Monster. I mean, that's fine. More for me. Yeah, just... I'm bringing a bottle that I'm just going to finish. Yeah, just not my jam at all. I mean... Yeah, so... (laughs) Are you there now, big shooter? I'm I'm the only no-buy, unfortunately. As expected. Yeah. Sorry, bud. Nah, that's all right. We all kind of knew it was going to happen. Jeff, next beer up? Next beer up uh, from Half Acre uh, in Chicago, Illinois. This is uh, Vanilla Benthic. Uh, Benthic has many variants of it. Uh, I know because I get freaking alerts from Jason like every two days that he's having another benthic <laughs> nice. and it's all sorts of different flavors which is I great I have a double double at home by the way too. oh cool fun um, but yeah so this is vanilla uh, so it uh, has toasted coconut and Madagascar vanilla in it um, it is rich it is unctuous it is chewy it is vanilla this is just an excellent beer it is uh, whoa that is a sneaky 13.7% yeah that was why I was asking how in the hell is it that strong um it, it is a thick beer, no doubt, uh, but it is excellent. This is just a really well-done um, barrel-aged imperial stout in, in, a, in an era where so many of these go south. They're just done poorly. This one is done really well. Really liked it. Big buy for me. Wells? It has a really wonderful vanilla richness that, you know, we were talking about different ways that thing in the last show. Uh, this one just goes decadent for me. This is full on. I mean, this is a beautiful beer. I really enjoy this. It's it's just luscious. Ryan, what do yeah, you think? Yeah, I, I had a good buddy uh, send me a whole lot of these, some nineteens and some twenties. There's a coconut one. There's a coconut coffee one that I had last night. Nice. I can't believe I'm upright. Uh, a, 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 <laughs> the vanilla one here, um, and they're all just outstanding, uh, which is, shouldn't surprise anyone. But you know, it, it's easy for these things to go. Uh, a direction you don't care for and I, I it's liquid silk man yeah it, it's just it's, it's it's not motor oil thick uh but it's it's like it just but it goes down like i mean this is like fork and knife i mean you can chew it so clean though it's so okay. clean yeah for sure yeah, i um i i had not tried this one before today i followed the rules but having tried all the variants around it i was fairly confident i'm like i'm gonna dig the hell out of this and uh and no question about it i do bye Jeff, Josh, unctuous was the correct word for this beer. Mm-hmm. Holy shit, this is delicious, man! Wow, I am just floored with how good this is. Half Acre, like we've had a few of their beers yeah, on the show. Not a ton, not a ton, not a ton, and um, I kind of yeah. In terms, <laughs> of, <laughs> in terms of Chicago pours, that's not. Oh, hello, hello. Oh, that's the birthday pour. That's Josh. the birthday pour. Things that I do to Josh on his birthday. Yeah, same thing to a cat. Uh, I'm just. <laughs> Pleasantly oh, surprised. Dang. Yeah, Rip. that was that was dark. That was dark. Rip Josh. Oh, I snuggle with. <laughs> oh, snuggle. <laughs> yes. Until I kill him. Yeah. 
a promise is a promise. The problem is when I Ryan's will pet him and love him and yeah. be my best yeah. friend. Ryan, when Ryan snuggles, he takes outer spoon position and then puts you in a headlock until you die. God, God, what is this? Up? Oh, never mind. All right, Jeff. What are our final three beers up? Because I feel like we should just do these all in one. Yeah. Shot. So like yeah, yeah. Yes. So so um. You know, as we we're kind of plotting out, you know, it's hey, it's Josh's birthday. Normally, we record on like a Monday night, which means most of us have to go to work the next day. Yeah. But, uh, we decided we would do like a What's going uh, to work. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, we we do it on a Saturday because of Josh's birthday, and then we you know maybe bring some bigger stuff and have some food and you know like whatever. So, um, there's this funny thing that happens. I think is is beer fans where we start collecting beer, thinking, well, I will save this for a a special occasion. And like no occasion is ever really special enough until it is. Yeah, and then right it's here, like, Jeff. and then it's like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to bring this, but like, man, I don't really want to, I don't want to not be able to enjoy this at all. And so like stuff probably is sitting in your cellar for, for years. Case in point, I have three bottles of old school, 2011, 2012, and 2013. Poor Will Ferrell. Um, we talked about, we were talking off mic about a particular bottle shop that we used to go to. And, uh, especially way back in the heyday, I can tell you it was like the, like 2013 was kind of the heyday of it. Cause I had had at the time I had a 2011 in 2013 had come out and I bought a, a four pack of it. And I was just kind of lamenting at the bar. I was just like, Oh, you know, like I've got this, like, I'd love to have a three year vertical. I'm just missing the 12. And one of the guys there was like, oh, hey, hold on a second. I'll be right back. And I'm like, okay, whatever. Didn't think anything of it. He showed back up about, you know, 10, 15 minutes later with a bottle of 2012. He's like, here you go. And I'm like, oh, dang. So, Gary, thanks to you uh, for, for finishing out this uh, this vertical. And now we finally have it. It's almost 10 years old. And uh, so, again, a, a 2011, 2012, and 2013. And, and so I guess we're going to touch them all together, uh, so to what? speak. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna uh, just don't cross the streams. We're gonna we're fine. gonna we're gonna touch the tips together. We're elephant walk across this day thing. <laughs> we're just so so for the listener that doesn't know Jeff, what is old school? Old school is uh, one of Dogfish Head. You know, we're talking about Dogfish Head a lot. The show, but uh, it's one of Dogfish Head's like classic beers. But it's a barley wine. Uh, it's an American barley wine brewed with figs and dates. And because it's an American barley wine, it's it's a little hoppy. I think coming out of the gate. Mm, American. You sure? Because yeah. uh, that's. That's how it lists on, on the untapped. And untapped. Yeah, so I mean that's what I have to go from. Um, <laughs> the directions on this open bottle pour contents into two snifters. Well, we or, did that wrong. Or walk hand in neck into middle of woods, use a shovel to dig a two by two hole three feet deep, seal the bottle in a plastic bag, place in hole and pack with dirt, memorize location and leave, return exactly one year later, dig up bottle, open enjoy. Ron Swanson. Did you okay. do that? No. But 10 years later? So I, I think we should kind of rate these all in, yeah, in, in, in a go. Uh, like. We were discussing like the idea of aging beer. Yeah. Right. I mean, like it's sometimes it works, right? And we, we trade that. Uh, I feel like there was a, was a Sierra Nevada. We did a. Yeah, we did Bigfoot because I Bigfoot, did the Bigfoot. Yeah, and like that one was like, yeah. yeah. And then uh, there was like KBS or. We did 15 years of Bigfoot uh, a couple years ago at a buddy's bachelor party. Okay, and you could almost the bottles were all lined up on the on the counter, and you could almost just draw the bell curve, like here's and everyone had their own yeah kind of thing right? right. And I was like, yep, at seven years, it was a perfect mix of like plum and ox and oxidation in a good way, right? Yeah, it's evolving, and then it was too much cardboard, too much cardboard, and, and, and complete disaster, right? And then you know too hot, but you could you could really sort of 
go through it. And this is no different, I think, on a smaller scale. Right. Yeah, I would. Uh, I mean, I would almost agree. So I'm curious, uh, Jeff, as you finger, pinky wave at me. Oh, wait, whoa! I, didn't, I did not finger. Whoa! <laughs> Out of the three, happy birthday to Josh. Which one speaks so, to you the most? So, um, so eleven, twelve, and thirteen. I prefer the twelve the most. It to me it was uh, well rounded and kind of smooth. Eleven was starting to get a little sharp in places. Uh, I didn't hate it. Um, but 11 and 12 were way better than 13. I don't know if I just got a bad bottle, if it just didn't age as well. 13 kind of fell off for me. It was not a fan at all. But I would take 12 first and then 11. Um, and then 13 was, a yeah, you know, if nobody drinks it, nobody drinks it. I'm not going to feel bad. Yeah. Wells? I'm with you on the 12. 12 was my favorite. Um, I'm going to diverge. I thought 13 uh, was a little bit more interesting. Had some more sherry notes to it. A little bit more brightness 11 to me was just a touch sleepy after that 12 at least so gotta go 12 13 11 but uh look this beer is damn near bulletproof when it comes to aging here it is with yeah you know nine plus years there's certain adjuncts i feel like age well right or in certain like brewery additions that age well but this this is one of those they you know including the figs and the dates and the base beer so that it tastes like it's got some age when it's new. And then as those adjuncts fade and the base beer shines through it, you know, it still tastes it. It's a very consistent beer. Yeah. I've always loved this. Ryan, what do you think? Yeah. It's, it's a funny tasting for sure, because if you have any experience aging beer, drinking vintage beer, you probably would have guessed. All right. For all of us, there's going to be some time, 11, 12, 13, where, Oxidation went from good to bad, and it went from, oh, interesting, dark fruit flavors are emerging to chewing on a cardboard box kind of thing, right? Um, this tasting didn't really do that for me. The 13, which I had first, to me was a, a, a cardboardy disaster. Hmm. I, I kind of felt like it had fallen apart. The sherry I do get, there was some complexity, but the oxidation had gone too far, which is strange because it's the youngest of the three, right? So that tells you there is some variation in the, in the brewing, and look, you didn't even packaging and you know how much oxygen gets in and you know uh, all these things right um the 12 we are three for three on that though the 12 to me was the best i really got that balance of there's the plums there's the raisins raisins in a big way but then it just you know the the, the oxidation was still improving the beer not adding any sort of overly dry note the 11 was uh, well i think you said this i think i agree it was just sort of unmemorable I just tried to drink it. Well, I said, said sleepy. Okay. That, that's what you got. That's what you got. But, but nothing where I even said good or bad. I just kind of went, okay. Okay. That's there. It's yeah. it's a thing that exists. So, I, Josh, for your purposes, I'm a yes on the 12 and a no on 11 and 13. So, do you have any stores that have dogfish at 11, 12, and 13 on the shelves? Uh, let me know. <laughs> right, I'll, right. I'll stop by and do some shopping. <laughs> I mean, like, we joke about uh, that, that one store near me that now is closed that has old beer sitting on the shelf. But uh, expecting to see a nine-year-old beer is Probably pushing it a little much. I see you got 13 to 11. You mean 12? Yeah, yeah. I'm very specific on this. Yeah. This is when you go to that place in uh, Greenville and they're like, oh, yes, we have that. That'll be $83. Yeah. No, no, no. Not near my no, home. I'm good. There was another brewery in uh, South Carolina went shopping at recently and uh, they had a fort from Dogfish Head. Oh, yeah. But five years yeah, apart. Fort in a long Both. Time. Well, I know where to send you because they had. 
like three-year-old fort and eight-year-old fort. And I'm like, I'm going to buy a bottle of each of you. Yeah. Like, cause fort's good beer. It is. And it holds up too. But again, that's, that's another, like, I feel like dogfish had really kind of led that charge when it came to, you know, here's big ass beers that you can age for however long you want. To. That's right. That's right. And, you know, to tell you the truth, like, who knows? Maybe we weren't a big fan of the 2011, but age it one more year and, and then it, it and maybe it again. makes a difference. And maybe it doesn't. You never know. I know that I don't like 120 minute fresh after 18 months. Oh, I put seven years on 120 and it was a honey mead barley wine. It was yeah. delicious. But, but, but it's still, it's still guesswork. Yeah. I also had a, before I moved, I had a cellar with 140 bottles and a temp control chest freezer. Oh, wow. And uh, when I finally did move six months later, I had three. And I just kept telling folks, come over, come over. Let's just try this stuff. Let's just plow through it. And there were a lot of science experiments. Yeah. There were some high, high hits. Bell's Expedition at five years is phenomenal. Oh, oh yeah, it is. Uh, but, but there are also a lot of like, um, Great Lakes, Blackout Style, just turns to cardboard in two years. Heads up, I have nine more in there. <laughs> yeah. Nine more bottles who's, of cardboard. Who's making chili? Let's go. Oof. Cardboard chili. Mm. Josh? Uh, so, yeah, I, I think we all agree 2011 just has weird notes to it that don't quite make sense. It's almost there, maybe another year, and it would be perfect. 2013 was cardboardy AF. I felt like I might as well just choose some cardboard. Yeah. 2012 seems to be the sweet spot out of all of these, and, like, it's goddamn delicious. Like the, the dates, the raisins. Like the, the reality is that 2012 in a year may be what 2011 is now. Yeah. It's I mean, we're very talking possible. like, well, maybe another year would make 2011 Recap better. Recap and put it away. And you know, that, that, that's the fun thing about doing this. And we've done this before because like Jeff said, we've done uh, Bigfoot. We've done actually worldwide. We've done a few of these inverts. And uh, we did some of the stone shit too. Remember? It'd be curious like, to hear. Yeah. I'd love to hear, like you know, from the listeners, kind of thing. Like, what are you currently aging? Yeah. Right. What are, What are you aging, and why? Like, I, I am. Like I said, I'm down to three bottles, and it's still three. I've got a, a, a brewery Black Tuesday from the year my kids were born. They're six and eight. Yep. Uh, on their 18th, we're gonna crack them open and just see. I'm sure it'd be an oxidized mess, but it's kind of the story more than it is the beer. Yeah, exactly. And I've got a Hanson's Old Goose large format from 2013. <laughs> That after reading um, Vintage Beer about how goose is sort of an, a, an inverted bell curve, where it's great fresh, falls off, but then comes back like a goddamn great wine, that I want to push it 20 years and just sort of just see. Nice. Yeah. Nice. It might be vinegar, but you know what? It'll cost me some fridge space. Right. Exactly. And I mean, like mine, um, I've got the anniversary beer from Boulevard. I've got a couple of, well, I've got one cab ride. And do oh, know? I do. Are you sure? Have uh-huh. you looked recently? Uh huh. Because it uh-huh. wasn't in there when I looked while ago. Uh-huh. Just and then uh, Jeff drank it an hour ago. Did you see how quickly <laughs> I went back out to my truck? And, and, and then the weird, random New Holland, uh, whatever stuff, and and some Black Ops too. Yeah. So it'll be curious to see how some of this shit holds up. Uh, some of it's been in there for a while, and Jeff procured some of it for me. So I think Black Ops is like going to be the dark horse there. It's going to be the champ. I mean, part of me is like, do I, I bring this to, to, two walls for wishes yeah. or do I just, yeah, I don't I know. I mean, again, that's the problem we run into is, you know, like, oh, well, here's this beer and it's super special and I, I want to take it to a place. 
I want to enjoy it with people who will enjoy it, but I don't want to take it to a place where I'm only going to get like a one ounce pour of it. Right. In the midst of like 80 pours over the course of a three hour span, like I want to, you know, like, yeah, that's kind of everybody like, there going to like really appreciate it. Yeah, it's kind of like, also, maybe the cab ride gets broken out tonight. Maybe. There's no cab ride to, It's 8 p.m. Put the kids to bed. Wife and I are hanging out. I'm just going to drink. I've been drinking for two and a half hours. Yeah. But I'm just going to drink it. I just got a side project stout in from, from that a buddy of mine, and I'm like, and it's a bomber, and I'm like, that sounds ex- so exactly up my alley that fuck, it, I'm just gonna drink it. Yep, drink all of it. Yeah, I don't blame you. Yeah. Like, I mean, you guys remember that thing used to be full of fucking beer that I was aging, and I just kind of got sick of it. Like, yeah, I, it, it takes up too much fucking space, and it's just not worth some, it. You know, and sometimes like it's the I have an excuse that isn't an excuse, and I'm just gonna do it anyway, and. You know, to Ryan's point, you never know for sure. Is it going to be a winner or a science experiment? experiment? Yep. And, you know, it's such a gamble that if it ends up being a science experiment, then you dump it and move on. Yeah, that's true. You know, that that one, that New Holland beer in there, I'm sure that's more science experiment than oh, anything 100%. else. Oh, 100 percent. I know it is. I know it is. And, you know, Let's crack it right now. Live on the air. Mm. <laughs> I, I want to have an appetite for after the show. Yeah, right? Right. It's time for I tap next, that. It's, next show. Next show. We're going to open it just in the moment. It's, it's pretty simple. Out of the beers that we've had on the show, what would you put on your kegerator, Jeff? Where are you going to go? Um, man, this is real tough. Uh, I, I really like that um, that Benthic. It's a really, really good beer. But, I mean, that that's uh, apple brandy sour. I mean, it's... It's the time of year, especially where like I it just it feels like such a rich indulgence to have in the winter time, you know. Um, it's excellent. I'm absolutely triple C. Winter winter time? Like, is it really winter time? I mean, it's not ninety eight degrees outside. All right, fair point. Okay. Wells, how about you? Oh, I was looking for Nick Lachey. Oh. Uh, yeah, it's the brandy soaked apple pie for me. I have really enjoyed that beer uh for just a, a sour base beer they've you know added the apple brandy barrels they did a great job of giving it depth and layers and it, it just really works and clicks ryan yeah. this is a hard hard one because these are five beers that any of them in a six drill kegerator would be laborious right um for a number of reasons uh I went with the stout though, with, with, with the benthic, just because mm-hmm. that's real good. That's my default. Um, is 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 to go with the big stout. I also feel like this beer could be like a base for anything. Like I want to, I want twenty cans of this, and I'm gonna French press one of them with some fresh toasted coconut. I'm gonna dump a shot of bourbon into one of them and just slow sip it. I, yeah. Put some rum into it, you know, with interact with the vanilla. Like mm-hmm. I could do a lot with that. Um, I would be divorced and jobless. But I could do a lot with 40 pints of this. Oh, so you had to put a keg of this on. This beer is like, oh, paste your salads, bitch. I've been thick. <laughs> hey. Hey, oh. Hey, self. I get one it. more. It's just that's draft. Good, it's, you don't have to crack a new can. That's, that's some good wordplay. Just word draft. Play. Just that's top it off. That's some good wordplay. He been thick. He been thick. And I have a title now. <laughs> uh, but no, been thick. Like, no questions asked. Like, of course, I would put 2012. None of these old are, school. If you, I could get a fucking keg of it, but I mean, let's be real. I know I, I can't. want to be able to buy an eight-year-old keg of right, school exactly right now. I mean that. I didn't even, honestly. I didn't consider. Mike, 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 Mike probably might have one back there. He sees the dogfish and stuff. He may have one. 
Go dig around in there. It's very, it's very possible. People sell it to you. But but being one. realistic, yeah, the vanilla yeah. Bantic, yeah. it's just it's fantastic. It was, oh, it was good. All right, Jeff, we're at the end of the show. Where are we at, man? Come find us on the interwebs. Go to craftbeercast.com. Check us out. We've got lots of links to all sorts of things. Support us. Send us mails. Hey, speaking of which, uh, got this uh, email from uh, one of our listeners. One of our listeners who didn't uh, sign it, uh, Raymond Holt. So I'm just going to call him Raymond Holt. Okay. Because, you know, that's how you, uh, that's who everyone is. That's how you respond to your texts. Uh, but says, hey, guys, thoroughly enjoyed your podcast. Started doing a yearly top 10 with my buddies. Uh, he's based out of, Ro- I'm assuming it's a he, uh, based out of Rochester, Minnesota. And uh, here uh, are their top 10. Uh, number 10, Brandy Barrel Aged Imperial Pumpkin Ale by Lakefront. 2015, Barrel Aged Yeti by Great Divide. Number eight, Road Movie to Berlin by East Nashville Beer Works. Berliner Vice. Number seven is 17 by Central Waters Brewing Company, which is Barrel Aged Stout. Number six, Uptown Overlord by Thesis Beer Project, a New England IPA. Number five was Vader by LTS, a Barrel Aged Sour. Number four, Black is Beautiful. Love to see those. Thesis Beer Project. Number three, Kent the Otter by Forager Brewing, a barrel-aged barley wine. Mm. Mm -hmm. Number two, Endless Ending by Anchorage Brewing, a barrel-aged strong ale. And then number one, Mm. The Wolf Double Barrel by Three Sheeps Brewing, a barrel-aged stout. Nice. I had that. It's good. Oh, wow. There you that go. That actually jumped out of me. I'm like, oh, wait, the wolf. I, I know that. Oh, you know the wolf? The wolf. Oh, you said the, the wolf? You know Harvey Cattell? That's, yeah. all you, that's all you had to say. Yeah. So thanks for sending that in. Appreciate that. Um, meanwhile, uh, if you want to slide into our DMs, at CBCast is where you find us on Twitter. Where do they find you, Wells? Oh, please don't. At all the Wells. Uh, Ryan, where can they find you? At Ryan number one self. Until you fix it, because they, they will Twitter, fix it. Which I've learned is a thing. Yep, it is a thing. <laughs> yes. uh, you can follow me on Twitter at JoshCBC. Don't forget to rate and review us on your podcatcher of choice. Tell a friend, tell somebody. Uh, Patreon, help us fund our stuff. And other than that, we will talk to you guys next Thursday. See you in a year.